Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, this is Chesney Hawks here. You are watching My Hammers 11 with the one and only Russ. Hi everybody, Russ and My Hammers 11. Hope you are all safe and well. If you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing, hitting the bell icon to make a anytime we put new content on. As always, I thank our lovely channel sponsors, Untuck It. Check around the description below. Today we have a very special guest, another man of the cloth. We've, had, we've already had we had uh we had Elwin on, Elwin Crockett. And so uh, Archbishop is he Archbishop Bishop? I don't know, he's he's somewhere up. He's got a title. I'm sorry, Elwin, he'll be watching as well. And now we've got Father Chris. Hi, Father Chris, how are we? Hey Russ, it's great to be here. Good to see you. Good to see you. Yeah, really glad. Really glad to get you on, man. Really glad. How's um? How's I mean, you know, anyone in sort of, I say your business, but anyone sort of where you're talking to lots of people must this last twelve months must have been just crazy, just crazy. Yeah, I mean, in some ways, um, you know, it's been very different in that you know um, with the lockdown and everything else. Um, but in other ways, my job hasn't changed in some ways mm. uh, because. Um, you know, whereas some things I can do virtually, there are other things. Um, whereas, a, you know, as a chaplain in the army, where you you, you have to be there for somebody. So, yeah. you know, if somebody's um, relationship was broken down, it's very difficult to help help them deal with that or help walk them through that um, merely over the computer screen. You've got to, mm. you know, social distancing, of course, but you've got to be there for them to to be a listening ear and help pick up the pieces. Um, some of my lads um, have been um, in the regiment that I'm with at the moment. They've been, um, you know, working on what's called op rescript, which is sort of um, military aid to civilian authority. So uh, supporting paramedics in various parts of Wales and oh, so wow. forth they've been doing. So going up to see them and visit them and, and you know, bring some morale, bring a listening ear and just be, uh, you know, a presence really. So uh, in some ways, my job is, has has changed uh, during mm. this last 12 months. In other ways, it hasn't. You've just had to think a bit more out the box as to how you can do what you do um, to support your soldiers, because uh, soldiers are just brilliant. I love working with soldiers. Um, but at the same time, keep keep everyone safe. Yeah, no, I, I can imagine. Also, you're right. I can I can just 
it's all about yeah, it's, it's even more so in terms of the arm isn't it? it's very about adapt and carry on isn't it? it's how you adapt in situations so even more so in terms of trying to provide them with support and that makes perfect sense perfect sense i mean as uh, you know it's it's uh it's, it's been a testing time for everyone hasn't it um these and hopefully fingers crossed things are starting to get to the other end hopefully so um but west ham have kept us busy haven't you know, they? it's been an amazing season hasn't it you know yeah. it, i mean honestly if you'd have said to me at the beginning of the season that we're going to be where we are at the moment in the mix at least for europe hopefully we can push through and get there who knows but if you just you'd have offered me even top 10 beginning of the season yeah. i'd have taken that all day long particularly you know because we're quite a shaky start to the season didn't we yeah we very much so um and, and to be where we are now yeah it's it's massively just um you look forward to you look forward to watching games now you know it's so true it's it's almost like you when one game finishes you, you you're ready for the next one already and now like because obviously we're only sort of playing every basically each week like the weekend there's no midweek games for us really it's um it's a bit excruciating because you know particularly when we're on that roll we want to keep going we want to yeah. keep going and actually to be honest this break so to speak a break obviously sunday not playing till obviously we're playing tomorrow because it's going, yeah. going on sunday so we'll play tomorrow so we've had like a week and a bit you know recovery we sort of need it i think to be honest yeah. to get hopefully a few people back yeah yeah so it's starts to recoup especially with some of the injuries we've had and you know hopefully if we can get some of our some of our spine back really because most of our spine has been out at points isn't it towards this last yeah. part um if we get some key figures back then who knows i think I think also, I think it's with so many, sorry, my, my computer's randomly turned on. Um, I think with so many people, as you said, we had so many injuries out, haven't we? I think we've done bloody well to keep going, to be honest. Um, bloody well. So, um, yeah, and we'll see wherever we finish, we finish, isn't it? Yeah, if it's exactly. Champions League, it's great. If it's Europa, it's, it's conference. As you said, at the beginning of the season, if someone said that to you, you'd have yeah. bitten their arm off. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Good. Absolutely bitten your arm off. Um but no, it's, 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 it's been a great season, whatever happens. And hopefully, you know, if everything, if Boris's roadmap works okay, the last game of the season, we should get some fans in there, which would be lovely to sort of finish off the season, so to speak, what has been the weirdest probably season ever in terms <laughs> of, it's just bizarre, isn't it? The whole thing's just really weird. Um, so Chris, so, so, so take, taking you back, so to speak, mm. why West Ham? Why is it your club? I can see that. I can see the, the shirt frame. They'll see the shirt you're wearing, the shirt. Why West Ham? Why is it your club? Yeah, so um, I suppose really, if I'm being honest, it would support West Ham or be disowned. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, um, where I grew up, I suppose uh, there was there was a fair few West Ham fans around. Although my my, my, my old man, my dad, he's a Chelsea fan, but we don't say too much about that. Um, but, you know, my, my uncles, uh, you know, on both sides of my family are West Ham. And yeah. my... Um, my my mum's brother, who was like a big brother to me, um, huge, huge West Ham fan. Um, probably my first words were, I'm forever blowing bubbles, you know. <laughs> um, but I didn't really get it until, although I used to sort of, you know, play football in the street and, and, and you know, and all the rest of it. I didn't really get it until I was probably about eight or nine, if I'm being honest. Yeah. We didn't have a we didn't have a great deal like growing up and um my parents got me um a west ham shirt for christmas it was my first ever west ham shirt Do you remember the bucks one that was sponsored by bac windows yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 1990 was it 1990 or 1991 season yeah. where we got to the the uh the fa cup semi-final uh sorry uh quarterfinal wasn't it um um 
Well, we're playing Nottingham Forest. So Nottingham Forest one. Yeah, the Nottingham Forest. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and you know, um, I've been allowed to watch, stay up and watch the highlights of the Everton game that got us there. It was the semi final. Yeah. And then watching watching that game, watching us play Forest, um, I was in tears, you know. But at the yeah. same time, I was watching it with my granddad, and uh, I was in tears. But at the same time, I was just absolutely, absolutely mesmerised. And that was me. Uh, you know, I knew that West Ham was was my team, and um, I still look back on on those days. Um, you know, everyone gets nostalgic about the first year they of remember course. support the team you support, um, and it's been West Ham ever since. And uh, you know, I remember as a parish when I was a parish priest before I came in army chaplain, I was trying to convince my Sunday school that uh, Jesus was a West Ham fan. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> um, but it's it's just been a huge part of my life, you know. And um, yeah, yeah. So that's probably a long it's, answer. To your, your, your no, not at all. Not at all. I mean, it's one of those things where I, I, it's it's interesting. That's why I always ask the same question because everyone's story, although some are similar they're not because everything has everyone slightly has a slight different twist or they, or they come into it a little bit earlier a little bit later in life or um i mean i mean i know, I know you've seen a few of them you know a lot of the 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 sort of the the foreign-based hammer fans who are in god know you know all over the world really sort of just pick it and and, and some some people it's just a chance you know they flicked they look their eyes up when their granddad's asked them what team they support and they've gone that one and then 50 years later they're still supporting the same club and and that's why i love all these stories everyone's slightly different but once you're in as you said you're in aren't you yeah um, there's no turning back no turning yeah, back that's it and actually it's, it's always quite nice as well like when you when you find other other priests or West Ham fans as well, and that, you know it's it's there's something quite special about that. It's always yeah. like, um, and and yeah, I suppose it's the same whatever job or whatever role you're doing. You know, when you find something that you've got in common and it ends up being football, um, uh, you know, as as well as and that's one of the great things about football. You know, that's, it is the beautiful game because it does yeah. unite a whole lot of people. And you know, sometimes I'll be away with the army, we'll be on an exercise, and there might be people from different nationalities and. You know the fact that you can play. You might not be able to necessarily understand each other's language or, or mm. culture, even if you are speaking the same language. But the fact that you can, you can play football. That's quite quite groundbreaking. That's um, yeah, yeah. It's true, and it, it's the same. It, it's not. It's slightly similar, but obviously, when I go on holiday, I always end up bumping into a West Ham fan or someone who, because I wear, I literally, as I said, open up the suitcase and it's full of West Ham shirts because um, they're easy to wear around the pool, aren't they? Really, um, and they're always and as you said it doesn't matter what nationality they're from where they're from in the uk maybe or if they're based in spain or italy it's that natural bond about football and you just start talking and um my wife hates it she hates it because because you'll hear something or she'll hear like someone with like a cockney accent and she'll just turn her eyes knowing i'm going to be chatting to them about west ham in about 10 minutes time and i'll be their best mate and you know then there'll be a holiday oh where's, where's john where's john where's john i've got to go and see john at the park you know you know all that type of stuff i love it i love it and it's yeah. it's it's something which bonds a lot of people together um whether it's and obviously even even more so in, in recent times you know it, ha it has bonded the fans together the, the you know i think actually that the events of the last week couple of weeks has, has basically improved fan unity you know whether you're a tottenham fan or an arsenal fan or a west ham fan or a chelsea fan or man city fan everyone's bonded together about preserving the purity of the game which is great which yeah. is fantastic you yeah. know so it's an actual brilliant thing and uh and long may it continue because uh i mean we have 
on I mean on the channel we have different fans you know, they come on every day sometimes on the lunchtime shows we do and and we have a chat and there are Arsenal fans or Liverpool fans and you know I think we are secretly everyone's I know we used to be everyone's second favorite team I think we're yeah. back in that sort of role again do you know what I mean it, I think it so. does seem that yeah yeah I agree it does seem that it does seem that do you remember your do you remember your actual that the first time you you graced the hello or you saw Upton Park yeah, so the first time um, I was on a day trip to London and uh, and uh, I, I was like, you know, I'd not been to a game yet or anything like that. And I, but I just wanted to, I wanted to see it, to stand outside and, and look up and see the bowling ground, see Upton Park and, and you know, and you go and, and there are people wearing West Ham shirts. There are, you know, West Ham posters in the shops and, and, and people are talking about West Ham, you know, you pass in the street and just feeling, <laughs> um, I mean, I'm not going to describe it as a pilgrimage because, you know, that it yeah. is different, but <laughs> there, was something, there was something that felt like home, that felt, do you know, that felt like yeah. these are these are my people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that leaves a massive impression on you. Um, and uh, it's quite special, that. It is. It's true. It is. Yeah. And and I think even even obviously that was happening, you know, the last the last 18 months or 15 months or whatever it was, um, it's really exemplified, I think, what a special bunch of fans we are. Obviously, I've been in a very privileged position now in that sort of, you know, I, people invite I me mean, on a lot of Facebook groups and Twitter things and WhatsApp things. And, and you see as soon as someone's down or someone's having a really rough time. Yeah. within 20 minutes they've got like they, they'll then respond like i've just had you know 50 messages from west ham fans you know you guys are the best and everyone pulls together and it's that sort of east end spirit has come yeah. true in the last very much so a lot of people have had tragedy over the last sort of 12 months or so and god the west ham fraternity comes up you know it's a, it doesn't it doesn't shock me anymore now because i know we sort of pull together or we've done a lot of stuff for the chariot for the, the food banks and various others yeah you know people in the Singapore hammers and people like that, they're never going to step foot in Newham, but they donated a couple of hundred quids to the food banks, you know, Einstein food banks. It's, oh, I love it. It does get me a bit, a bit emotional because I think yeah. it's, um, yeah. it's, it just makes, it just, you know, it, yeah. it just makes me really proud to be a West Ham fan. To, to my shame, I've not been to a game at the new stadium yet. Um, you know, um, I mean, problem is that, I mean, really realistically to, to get to a game, you've got to be a season ticket holder to get yeah. with it shout getting a ticket and with my role and you don't know if you're going to be away or obviously a lot of games now are on a sunday well that's not, you know, no so, you're a little bit you know, busy on a sunday I, aren't you? I, try, I try and try and try to see if there's any sort of spare tickets going and and you know one day it'll happen I'll, I'll get there eventually i mean i've seen it from the outside and i've had a yeah. sort of walk around it and a bit of a you know sort of uh and um yeah so um you know it'll be interesting i suppose to see does it have you know does it have that same feel i don't know i've not you know i've not i've not seen it's different it's different yeah i mean it, it, that's the best way for me that's that's what it is it's, it's a different feeling because it is because it's a different it's not upton park it's yeah. london stadium it's it's you know not twice the size but you know near enough twice the size of upton park really yeah. um and it's and i can and i've always seen but obviously i i was very pro moving because for me i i know infrastructure wise upton park i mean there's no way upton park you can do any social distancing particularly now you know the foresight of a of, of foresight in the pandemic you know what i mean in terms of the move but um it's uh, it makes things a lot easier um but you know it's i mean people forget things i think people forget sometimes that when it used to rain 
and the district line went down and yeah. you'd walk to Upton Park Station and notice it was closed and everyone had to turn around and trudge all the way back up Green Street and all the way down to Barking Station, you know, little things like that. Yeah. You know, nowadays there's about 20 different ways you get to Stratford. It's, it is different. And I think, you know, things take time. You know, we were at Upton Park for 100 years, near enough. And so... Um, although what's great is obviously when everyone goes back to the London Stadium, they'll have a team that they've been they're proud of. Do you know what I mean? In the last sort of last sort of season, so it's uh, and I think people will be more appreciative of the of of football because they haven't had it for so long. And some people have been season ticket holders for 50, 60 years every every day, every game, week in week out, and they haven't had that for a year. And that's a huge part of their life, you know, part of their release as well. So. Um, God, we're getting very deep, are we, Father? <laughs> oh, <dear>. Jesus, <laughs> well, it's true. It's it's true. I think it's great, uh, and you know, it's it's um it's massive release for football, isn't it? For a lot of people, yeah, um, it's their break. This when they can just go crazy and shout at referees and yeah, yeah. swear and drink and yeah, yeah. That's just the <laughs> yeah. That's that's just that's a shoot up. That's a shoot up. Jeez. <laughs> Let alone the guys in Chav Corner. Jeez. Um, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. no it's true I, I love it i love i love and i can't wait for everyone to get back because it is it's horrible it's great you know i'm very privileged to be there but it's horrible because you're not there you can't see it's not you can enjoy being there with anyone else yeah so it is, it is a weird time it's probably but, not um, a comparison at all but during the height of lockdown when even churches were closed yeah i was doing um a lot of so although i'm an army chap and i help out in civilian churches on sundays um yeah um if you know um and for a while we had to, to switch to doing it virtually to sort of recording yourself saying mass or what have you and and you and it was nice and you you were connecting with people because you know um but it's not the same i remember no when churches were able to open again for worship albeit reduced numbers and everything else just so it's uh, you know i'm sorry for getting too deep but celebrating no. mass and and being able to physically see in front of you rather than yeah. just knowing they were watching on a camera screen um was 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 quite moving and i imagine for a lot of people being able to go back into football grounds or what have you will Definitely. have another experience if not more I totally agree. When we had, um, we had, I think two and a half thousand for the Man United game. It was like one yeah. game we had, and yeah. and that was just, it was weird because like you, and it was really emotional for two and a half thousand people because you because for you know for the best part of a year you're playing music to like an empty just a journalist and that's what you're doing, but you hear like them singing bubbles back and it's like wow and. Hopefully the Southampton game is ten thousand, and hopefully next season for the first games for our Champions League qualifier matches, for example, um, it's going to be a very. It's going to be. It's a similar thing. I think it's going to be very emotional because also, you know, again, we're getting very deep, but I love it. Um, there's going to be a lot of people there who, you know, for particular season ticket holders, where they've sat next to the same people for a long time. Yeah, they may well have passed. Yeah, yeah, and so it's going to be. Yeah. Ah, you know, and, and there'd be more people and it'd be different and there'd be people who would go but they wouldn't go yet because you know they might wait until see you know to have things pan out and yeah. their own health and you know, so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be like very emotional, I think. And um and also, you know, 
and then it's Mark Label's last season as well next season. So it's yeah. just even, it's just literally piling it on, Father yeah. Chris. Piling <laughs> it on. He's piling it on. And obviously, when he lifts the Champions League Cup next, the Champions League trophy <laughs> next season, um, having done the quadruple, um, <laughs> move over City. We'll show how it's done. Um, but yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's, and hopefully, then all of this stuff will be butter butter chapter butter bookmark in in uh in years to come so um yeah it was easy when it was when it was 30 odd degrees in the sun you could <laughs> yeah. just sit in the it was easy then wasn't it when it was pissing yeah, down yeah. the silt and and snowy oh no 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 but it's easy when it's there right <laughs> let's talk about your hammers 11 Chris. so basically everyone we get on the channel um bar three people actually um have given an 11 so the idea is we pick an 11 um you can as i said to you you can pick whoever you want whatever criteria it doesn't have to be the best yeah sometimes it might be the worst whatever it's up to you but the only rule is you must have been alive to have seen them play so from you obviously you know you could go from like the, the 90s which is pretty much the same era as me chris so um i'm looking forward to this so um who's who's in goal who's in goal for the 11 it's got to be ludet mccloskey um who again when i first started watching west ham when i first started to to understand what it was to be a west ham fan he he was one of those kind of iconic characters wasn't he and i mean you know i mean he didn't always have a great game but a lot of the times he had he had a really good game and and, and pulled off some pretty uh pretty acrobatic uh saves at points and um just just one of those sort of figures i suppose really um people previous to our generation maybe had um you know, uh, sort of similar, um, maybe a similar sort of feeling towards someone like, say, Phil Parks. Yeah. In that they're, they're a sort of almost, who's going to be in your first 11? Well, your goalkeeper's definitely going to be. You know what I mean? That sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. For our generation, I think Ludet McCloskey was was that person who, you know, who's going to be in your in your first 11? Well, it's got to be Ludo. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. I know, I know what you mean. And he sort of made... For, for a lot of people, he made such a big impact because he was, you know, he was one of the first sort of foreign imports as well, really, as yeah. a goalkeeper. And again, we've had, we had, they had Phil Parks and obviously I wasn't around to see Phil play. Um, but obviously he was a big, like, just a big mountain of a man. He obviously still is as well. Where Ludo came in and he was from a, a, a country that no one had really heard of. Um, he um, clearly knew, no one knew where it was because it, the song, yeah. You know, it's nowhere near Moscow. Yeah, we're closer to Moscow than it is um, the Republic. Um, but as Tony Gow said, it wouldn't really work if you said, I'm Ludic from Ludic McCloskey. I come from near Prague. Doesn't work, does it? Doesn't <laughs> no, work. No, no. Uh, and he was just so athletic. You know, he was like a modern day goalkeeper. And yeah, yeah. Um, no, he was great. And quite brave, um, quite fearless at times, too. Yes. At West Ham, we've always loved fearless players, you know, that are going to take a risk for the team. They're going to. They're going to get stuck in, and, and there were times when he, he, you know, no two ways about it, he got stuck in. Um, I think it was also quite exciting because even though you know we didn't really know a lot about the Czech Republic, if we're being honest, um, no. um, the fact that he was in the mix of playing for his country, or if not playing for his country, you know, we've got an international goalkeeper. Yeah, that was that was quite exciting. It was, and I thought also because it was like you know. McCloskey, like a little bit sort of like as you said a little bit unusual we didn't know necessarily know didn't speak english as yeah. well when he joined as well so obviously we've interviewed a lot of players who played with him and it was quite it was quite funny in terms of the stories getting involved trying to explain to him uh 
the Christmas lunch, the Christmas dinners, and you know who had to he had to dress up in fancy dress and all that type of stuff. It was brilliant. Yeah, uh, and he just like just didn't have a clue what was going on. I think it was was it Trevor Morley who interviewed him, and he said that he had to they had to go around Chadwell Heath to find a fancy dress for Ludo, and the only one that was left was a medium sized sailor's outfit, and so. They had to then, but then Ludo had to go back to his his wife to say, you know, because obviously they didn't have mobile phones then, yeah. not readily available. So he had to go back to his wife, dressed as a sailor's boy, in a medium sailor's boy, to say he wasn't coming home for dinner. Um, and like it was in some limo with like one Frank McAvendy's lit. Oh, brilliant. Just, I mean, that, I mean, I'm a similar age to you, Chris, and that, that era yeah. was, I love that era. That was my favorite era of being a West Ham fan. It really was just. Yeah. Men were men. Men were yeah. men. You know what I mean? In terms of stories yeah. and no social media to curtail yeah. anyone's enthusiasm for a pint and stuff. And yeah, yeah, it was relatable. I say, I always say football then was relatable, not and no, what was it? As not aspirational. And now it's aspirational rather than relatable. Yeah. They're all yeah. on 200 yeah. grand a week, aren't they? Now? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> nice. Right. Okay. Well, anyway, Ludo and Golf. First one. Okay. Let's go to defense. Who's your first defender then, Chris? So we'll go uh, left. We'll go from left back to start off. Yeah. So left back, it's got to be Julian Dix, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, just, I loved watching Julian Dix play, and again, yeah. fearless. Do you know? Um, I don't know if Julian Dix, say if he was, you know, still of a playing age, I don't know if he'd be able to play in the modern game. No. Because as you were just saying, you know. Um, I can't, I mean, I, I look at the Premier League today, it's a different, you know, and you see some of the, um, you see some of the diving around that goes on and some of the simulating that goes on, you know, I mean, someone tackles them and they start rolling around like they've been shot, you know. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, you know, and, you know, and we won't talk too much about, you know, the, the, the sending off the other week, um, but, um, <laughs> um, but I just, you know, someone like Julian Dix, I, ca I can't name sort of what we might call a footballing hard footballing hard man that 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 is in the premier league today maybe down the efl you might get some figures who you know if your team's up you that team and they got that figure there's no sort of fear factor in that sense anymore i'm not no. saying that football isn't you know needs that but it has lost something with that um yeah you know I know exactly what you mean. I think it has lost something like that. I think, you know, with, with VAR and stuff as it is, as you said, it's almost like the players are scared to to, to tackle or do anything like that because they're so worried. Um, and I know what you mean about that hard man. Yeah, exactly. It's almost like it's it's, like it's, it's really old-fashioned, isn't it? I think that's why I think Craig Dawson sort of fits West Ham a little bit because he's he's sort of a bit of a throwback to that, that era. Um and I, I know exactly what you mean. Exactly what you mean. It is, it's a shame because you want a pantomime villain as well. Yeah. So, so you know, as well as your you as well as your club having a hard man, you want yeah. the other teams to have a hard man. So they're the ones. Yeah. You know, not even a hard man, but someone people can hate. You know, Robbie Savage or Craig yeah. Bellamy or yeah. You know, you know. I mean, you know, we, we had a few. We had a few. Oh, you know, we had Arnautovic was like a bit like a pantomime villain, really, yeah. um, for the opposition um not really hard man but you'd rather ride up the other team and that was quite fun yeah. and so yeah. i know exactly what you mean and julian just yeah. epitomized that yeah. yeah hard man image but he was um, also i mean you know i mean i i mean in terms of his penalty taking and um some of his set piece play 
Um, so it, he had that hard man thing about him, but he also he he could lever a ball when he needed to. Oh you know? yeah, and and um, you want somebody, you know, if we end up at a competition where it comes down to penalties, you, you can trust to take a penalty, and you know what I mean. You're not going to think, oh, maybe maybe we should have chosen somebody else or what have you. With Julian Dix, there was very much you. you you were surprised if he didn't score because the expectation was that from a penalty he was going to score, um, and from a set piece he wasn't just going to sort of knock it to the closest person to him and try and do something fancy. Yeah. He was going to hit it. You know? um, and and I liked that about his play. No, it was true. He had just a wonderful left foot as well, wasn't he? It's like, you know, and yeah, obviously we've we've had him on, and and yeah, he's he was he's one of my idols. So it was just like you know, amazing to talk to him and asking questions like you know why he never warmed up yeah he never even yeah. warmed up did he and no. um i asked yeah. it, I, was, I was watching it i was watching it back the other day i, I, I asked that question julia i said i need to ask you know you never warmed up before a game well, no i didn't need to yeah. didn't need to literally um his his warm-up again this is the, going back to that, so that, that sort of older era his warm-up was putting his he had his i think he used to say doesn't matter if it was raining or it was, it was summer or winter it'd always be a can of coke a mars bar he'd sit in the bath a hot bath with his shorts on and his boots <laughs> and that was his warm-up and then really? he'd go and do really? what you say 60 yeah. yard balls and stuff um, yeah I, I, I run um, I run marathons uh, and, and, and I've done a few ultra marathons and um, you know even though I've done a, a sort of a sort of running coaching uh, thing uh, yeah. you know and they teach you about warming people up and, and you know I'm awful at it if I'm being honest you know I mean quite often before a marathon I'll sit and have a bag of monster munch and a can of coke thinking you know I'm going to earn this so I'm going to have it yeah I'm going to earn it <laughs> <laughs> and then I wonder why I'm knackered at the end because <laughs> carbing up. Down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so it's yeah. so true. Yeah. I think Maybe. I think ha- I think Harry tried to make him warm up and he did it, and he said, "Okay." So he went out and warmed up. And he came back in. And he went, "Harry, I've done my hamstring in." I went, "What? Well, you made me go and warm." He said, "I hadn't done it, but I wanted Harry to get to feel really, you know, crap by asking me out, asking me to warm up." But yeah, I, I thought he was just great. I think yeah. I, I love him. Yeah. I love him. Exciting, yeah, yeah. Just ex- yeah, you're right. He's just an exciting player, particularly from a, a not not as particularly glamorous position as well, yeah. left back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top and man. then um, my next uh, centre back, I've got James Collins. Oh, there we go. We're keeping this thing going. I like it. Yeah. This hard man theme. Yeah, and and again, similar similar story. Um, but also he showed good leadership. You know, mm. um, you know. I suppose in some ways. You could argue with the current, um, you know, injuries and so forth. You know, mm. where where the current team has started to to leak goals. You know, um, in, in a way that if we're going to push Europe, we we you know we, we need to stop, stop doing really. You know, and you, and it's often I've heard it spoken about by a few people now. Is is it because mm. maybe Declan Rice hasn't been there to kind of take control of it or yeah. or kind of orchestrate it almost? And and James Collins had that kind of almost orchestrating kind of role. But he also, I think, gave belief to the defence, you know, um, around him, you know, um, uh, not just in a sort of shouty kind of, you know, traditional centre-back uh, sense, but but he was quite an inspiring guy in many ways. Yeah. And, uh, and he had that about him. Um, Definitely. And, I, I, and I, I think, too, dare I say it, I think the James Collins that came back to the club 
was probably even better than James Collins that we had before he went off and came back. I again. agree. Totally. Totally. He, he came back as, uh, you know, he, he, he basically, it, I mean, you know, Aston Villa, he was, he was with Richard Dunn and, and I think that really, really sort of, what's the word, molded him into the, he came back more of a West Ham player, chiseled, big beard, bald, and just had that old sort of veteran Alvin Martin-esque type, you know, um, would throw his body on the line for the ball. And that's what we all respected. And that's why I think he became the the cult hero that he was, to be honest. And and again, Um, West Ham fans, we we like a player that's proud to put on the shirt. Yeah. Give give himself for the team. Mm. Like you say, whether that's putting his body on the line or... Or whatever it is, he's he's going to come out and play for us. It's not, you know, this isn't just a job to this person. Though. They're passionate about it, and I think you got that with James Buck Collins in buckets. Definitely, definitely. All right, we'll put Ginger Pele in then. Okay, who's next? Who's next? In so my next centre back, bit controversial here, but I'm going to go for Slaven Bilic. Um, oh no, I don't think it's controversial. I think I think Slaven Bilic is probably one of the better centre backs we we've had really. And um, all right, he was only with us for a short time. Um, but the fact, you know, that he, 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 he could have, you know, he could have gone to Everton sooner than he did. He didn't. Yeah. He wanted to see us through that sort of relegation battle, you know, in that sort of 96, 97 sort of period. Um, but again, you know, um, determination, drive, um, proud to play for the team while he was playing for us and so forth. And, um, you know, in some ways, like James Collins, he's another comeback king. All right, he came back as, as manager rather than back as as, as player. Um, but I liked him as manager. I, I liked I liked I liked Slavin Vilic as, as manager as well. And the fact that he'd been a, a West End player, that he'd been, I suppose as well. You know, when I started sort of playing football and so forth, you know, um, I used to play in defence. Um, you know, I mean, not, we're talking, you know, kids mucking about in the street or whatever, or down yeah. the local park or whatever. And, and Slavin Bilic was the player I wanted to be. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't, because I was rubbish. But <laughs> he, was, he was one of my heroes at the time. And and I think he he was, you know, he was just a cool person. You know, he liked his rock music and he was, yeah. you know, a little bit, little bit different as well. And he was just a cool person. And as you said, yeah, he, you know, he went to Everton and da-da-da. And, you know, I'm sure he probably... Almost regrets that, you know. I think a little bit, but I totally agree. It was great. I mean, it was per- he was the probably <clears throat> he was probably the perfect manager to have back for that last season at the bowling. Um, and Julian obviously is number two, and um, I, I, I never thought we made enough of that. Yeah, the fact was Julian Dix was on the you know Julian Dix, a club yeah. legend, was on the coach. You know, it was almost like a, not an afterthought, but it was like a, a supporting act. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah. that's probably how Julian likes to keep it, to be honest. But, um, yeah. but yeah, Slav, um, top guy, top guy. And you can tell he still he, he loved the club. And again, yeah. we like players who love the club. And, yeah. um, and yeah. there's, some, so, there's, a, there's a humility, I think, about that. Yes. Uh, and I like that. Yeah, totally. Okay, so we'll put, we'll put Bilic in. Uh, right back then. So right back, um, I, was, I thought long and hard about this because if I'm being honest, hasn't really been a dearth of, of you know, no, stand no, right no. to choose from. Um, I'm going to go for Steve Potts, um, quite nice. simply because, again, that period when I first started watching West Ham, a bit like Ludet McCloskey, 
mm. you know he was he was there he was always there you know and um and i did i did you know and quite versatile i mean yeah could play right back could play center back you know um it's good to have that versatility i'm almost tempted i was i'll, I'll go for steve potts i was almost tempted to go for um Safal, um because i think he's probably one of the best right backs we've had for a long time yeah i agree. like that, i like that he wants to play for the club I loved when we went when we started on that winning streak and we had that where we, we drew rather than lost. I think we were playing Man City. And and I don't know if you remember the image of him, but he was just almost sat there on the floor, almost in tears over a league. Yeah. Now, you know, that's someone who loves his club, you know. Yeah. And, um, and and there was that picture that was doing the rounds on social media where, you know, you've got this footballer who's being paid whatever he's being paid, none of my business. But um, you know, and he's in the queue for the bus like everyone else. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, he's not in a limo. He's not in a, you know, in his in his big Chelsea tracks or whatever. He's 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 there as a young mum, and there he is, just on his mobile phone waiting for a bus. And uh, you know, so I like Keith. I think Sue Fowles a West Ham player. He's, he's the sort of player we like. But I'm going to go for Steve Potts just because yeah. of the era he was playing in. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and you know, just the fact how many games he's played for the club as well you know he was uh, and just the longevity obviously he's still involved with the club still involved in the 23s yeah. and um yeah no he's just yeah he's just he's a living legend isn't he? he really is you know i don't we we haven't got many of them and particularly ones that are still around unfortunately and, and potts is one of them for sure um i think he's great absolutely great Lo lovely guy um as you said very versatile which he needed to be um and yeah I mean, I, I, when I was young, me and my mate, Tom Taylor, we started up the Steve Potts Appreciation Society. Um, unfortunately, there was only two of us as members. Um, but we, yeah, I thought he was great. I love Pottsy. Six inches taller, he would have been England international. Yeah. Without doubt. Without doubt. Right. Okay, that's a nice, that's a solid back four. Right, let's go into midfield then, uh, Chris. Who are we starting with? So, uh, we'll go with left wing first. Go on um, you know, and uh, I hope this isn't too cliche, but I'm going to have to go for Dimitri Paye. Sure. Um, I just loved watching Pae play to do to see. I mean, he could hit it from hit it from one side, hit it from the other. Um, you never know what he was going to do next. No. Uh, you know, um, and some of those set piece goals uh, were just absolutely amazing. Um, and um, and watching someone do that and do that in a West Ham shirt, you know, it gave you belief again that we might go places or you know what i mean we 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 had we had some we, we didn't it wasn't just gonna it didn't have to all just be about survival we could we nah. could, you know show a bit of flair as well and um and i just loved watching Hyatt play um i don't know if you saw um uh, was it two three weeks ago um you may have seen the clip of the you see the free kick he scored for marseille um, still doing it in a yeah still doing still it. doing what he does um i mean he's got a sort of dodgy haircut going on now and he but um but but i um i uh yeah and i was i was really sorry about how his time at the club ended really you know mm. um you know, and, and of course, every transfer window, we seem to get linked back to him or, or over the gossip mill, don't we? You know, yeah, yeah. it's actually rubbish, isn't it? I mean, oh, uh, but, um, you know, um, but yeah, Payet, what a player, what a player. And, you know, and at the time, um, you know, it was quite a special time in, in, in my life. And, um, and, and yeah. And that was one of the highlights really from a footballing point of view was, was mm -hmm. watching 
Pay, he was. Pay. I mean, he was. He was a magi- He was a magician, wasn't he? He really was, and um, and he brought a lot of joy to people. Um, yeah, you know, and and again, we talk about Billich and and Billich and Pyatt together. Just that last season, very rare. Obviously, you know, being a fan, yeah. very similar amount of time with me, being a Christian. You know, it, it very rarely all plays out at the same time for West Ham. That's um, but that time was the right manager, the right player, the right bond for the yeah. last season yeah. and you know he'll always doesn't matter how people think about him i mean i yeah. think i think people's not resentment but i think people's angst towards him has somewhat diminished over the years yeah. it's been yeah. five years or so since he left yeah. and you know people will remember about the memories now and forget about how he left um and yeah he was and, and goals, and goals like that one you know the one at old trafford when we drew one yeah off. i mean that was special wasn't it that really yeah. was it really was right. Okay, Dimmy's in. Who's next then? Then right, Chris. So, go, um, so my midfield, I split though my centre midfield. I split those into a, a, a sort of central and a defensive midfielder. Nice. Midfielder, I'm going to go for Declan Rice. Um, yeah. uh, you know, I like the fact that even though you know he's he's been sidelined with injury or what have you, he's still there watching. You know, yeah. and 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 the passion that he's showing and. You know, and and it's almost like you know he's almost trying to get some passion from the stands, and um, and I like the banter he has with the lads, or you know, and and you know, it's just a a good feeling. And lots said about you know, will he stay? Will he go? I don't know, but I think whatever happens, um, that we've had him at West Ham for as long as we do or don't is is special. Mm. Um, yes, yeah. a, a very special player and um, uh, quite a linchpin player and. Um, yeah, yeah. And again, almost that true. I mean, okay, he came through sort of, you know, the Chelsea sort of um, system originally, but he's almost he's almost that sort of traditional West Ham kind of um, almost, almost, almost like an academy player in it. You yes, know that? I know what you mean. Come through the ranks or what have you. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, fourteen. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's pretty much. That's pretty much. You know, now that now they take kids at eight, don't they? But uh, it's. I know what you mean about Declan Rice, and and I think he's he. I, I think one of the reasons why I think we take to him quite well, he's he has that. We we've spoken about it for a lot of the other players. He has that old school mentality about him. I think he's very much a, a, an old head in a young man's body in terms of team spirit leadership all these things which are really really i mean leadership as a, as a character as a characterism rather is very very rare in the english game with the young kids yeah, yeah. Um, and he stands out because he's got he's got some leadership about him he's got yeah. presence and yeah. you know the fact he's 21 22 yeah captain aside remarks that in it no yeah. one bats nighted no one bats nighted do you know what i mean and you're right and and i love the fact i think it was the first game he was injured and it was like he was doing Twitter commentary. You know, he was on Twitter, just like literally, like, oh my God, look yeah. at this goal. It was yeah. brilliant. I absolutely loved it. And it, But yeah, it's that sort of little bit behind the fourth wall, you know, drawing the curtain back and, and seeing when he was sort of like, oh, yeah, Jesse does this in training all the time and, you know, all that yeah. type of thing. Yeah. And, and that's what we want to see because yeah. it shows personality. And it. Um, it gives some humanity back to the game. It makes some, that's real, right, yeah. makes some real again, doesn't it, you know? Totally. And I think, and I think, you know, I think, I think we'll have him for longer than people think we're going to have him for. Yeah, I, I hope so. And I think you're right. And I, and I hope so. Because I, what I see is not a player who's looking at, when, when you see the images, when the camera pans over to him or what have you, or you see his Twitter, 
you're not really seeing signs of a player who's looking to see if the grass is greener, are you? You know, you're seeing somebody who's got a mind on what's happening here in the here and now. Yeah. Yeah, totally, man. Totally. And as you said, there's this like, there's like a, a career roadmap really in, in front of him, you know, knowing that Mark's got a season left and then yeah. Yeah. part of me wishes we still had those turrets, those big turrets yeah. up to him because, because he could have had the keys to them, like literally the keys of the castle and they could have like a ceremonial passing the torch, you know, yeah, like passing that. the keys over, like maybe a big key, yeah. um, like key to the yeah. city type thing, um, key to the turrets. And, um, and, and, you know, yeah, he's played. I think so. I think 140 games or something ridiculous yeah. like that. He's played, and yeah. Yeah. you know, he could, you know, he, he could surpass them. He could surpass the top boys at yeah. this rate. You know, yeah. so who knows? And who I, knows? I, you know, and and I think, you know, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big Mark Noble fan, and I think, yeah. I think, you know, yeah, that there's some sort of continuation or legacy from when when Noble does you know hang up his boots or whatever or go into a coaching role or whatever he does you know the fact that you've got Declan Rice almost as a continuity I think is is, is got to be a good thing hasn't it but... totally totally right okay so we'll put Pyatt we've got Declan Rice who's next so just in front of Declan Rice I'm going to put Joe Cole um, nice. Joe Cole is probably one of my favorite all-time West Ham players really um uh, just uh, I loved watching him play as well and um it, it you know you look back at that team and you sometimes think you know god if we'd have kept some of those players i wonder yeah. where we've gone you know because um, mm. we did produce some talent and we or we fostered some talent and uh joe cole um and i've put him center because although you know i think it was was it when it was it chelsea that he sort of tried to move over to the wing a bit more or whatever but mm. i always thought joe cole was at his best when he played in a central role yeah i totally agree no, it was England. It was Ericsson when he went to England. No, yeah, yeah. It's sort of all like he. It's, it seemed as soon as he meant meant to Chelsea, he then. I mean, I mean yeah. Mourinho sort of pushed him onto the, yeah. the left a little bit more, and then because of that, that's where England yeah. saw him because he was playing football there. But yeah. I totally agree. He was, he was most Joe Coleish when he was playing for West Ham. Yeah. I think, and his confidence um, being better then as well. He seemed more yeah. confident down that centre role, um, and just again a very special player, um, quite pacey. Um, but also intelligent with it. So it wasn't just a case of, I'm going to see what happens. You know, he, he seemed to be trying to read the game, which, um, you know, which, which, which was quite special. And I think, you know, like you said, with Declan Rice, there were times when Joe Cole looked like, a, you know, an older man's head on some young shoulders. Mm. Um, and again, well, similar, I suppose I say similar to Declan Rice. I mean, I mean, Joe, when he, when he captained the side the season, we went down. He was probably only about twenty-two as well, and not only do we was he captaining us, he was captaining a side which was not performing well, yeah. um, and and that was probably Joe's best season really because he was tracking back, he was tackling, he was trying to be the complete midfielder and just trying to do it all himself. And um, but yeah, I mean, I, I remember watching an interview with him, and um, he said that um, he's a, he was always a street footballer at heart. And to me, the only time he was he was ever exhibiting those traits was when he was at West Ham because he was doing the flicks and the tricks. Yeah. And so vis-a-vis, -vis, that was when he's, he was most himself. So, yeah. Yeah. but it must have been tough. Um, hope, well, hopefully we'll have him on in a, maybe not, not soonish. And, and, and I'd love to ask him about that pressure because, I mean, we knew about him when he was, a, when he was 12, yeah. you know, and it's just like, it doesn't matter what you say as a kid, you know, I'm, I don't feel the pressure. You must have felt the pressure. Yeah, it must have been so yeah. much pressure. 
Okay, we've got Payet, we've got Rice, we've got Joe Cole. Who's next? Uh, so on the right wing, we've got Trevor Sinclair. Ah, tricky oh. Trev. Yeah. There's I, our re there's our retweet. Well done, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I liked his I just liked um I liked his versatility. Yeah. I liked I liked his trickery. Uh, there were times when he was pacey. There were times where, you know, you didn't um we didn't know what he was going to do next, you know, and I and I like that. And there was also a special time where I mean, you know, I'm gonna offend some people now, but if I'm being honest, I don't really watch much um international England games because me I, neither. I, I find them quite dull if I'm being honest. But there was a point when we had the two thousand two World Cup going on and Trevor Sinclair was in the team and it was like we had somebody who at the time was currently playing for West Ham, not had played for West Ham or would go on mm. to play for West Ham. He was playing for West Ham and, and, and he, you know, OK, we got beat by Brazil, but there was a West Ham player playing in a World Cup quarterfinal, you know, and and all the connotations and you start thinking of 1966 and all that sort of stuff, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Where, where you've got West Ham players inside and that. Um, and I thought he, I thought he had quite a good competition actually uh, watching him and, 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 um, and, um, some of Trevor Sinclair's link up with who I've got up front as well. I think, you know, you, if you're going to have one of them in the team, you've got to have the other, which is, yes. which is why I've also gone for Trevor Sinclair. Yeah, and I know. And, 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 and also, I think we've been very fortunate to interview lots of, lots of players, lots of ex-players, and, and they all talk about their love for the club and how much they, like, they still love the club and still look out for the club and stuff like that. Trevor Sinclair, I always say it because he, because, because he'll beat me up, no, 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 because because he's, but he, honestly, adored his time at West Ham. He adores West Ham. Yeah. He really, really, really loves the club, and it's. A, I always again, it takes me back a little bit because maybe because maybe not tainted, but maybe my my perception of footballers is now they see it as a career, as you mentioned, like a, not as a passion, but as a career. So yeah. you assume you know a lot of players may play for four or five clubs in their career at least. Yeah. Um, he was he's though he did play for man city he did play for qpr he still talks so highly about his time at west ham and uh yeah absolute absolute fan and it was part of a great he was part of a great era as you said you probably yeah. you know i probably know you're going to put up front but him and 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 uh and obviously you know you probably pull up florian rather choice so um <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? So that era with Neil Ruddock and and, yeah. and Ian Wright and and yeah. just a real oh, it was that was that was the best. That was the best. I love that. I love that period under Harry. I really, really did. Um, right, so puts it tricky, Trevor. In. Right up front, who's your first forward then? Yeah, you can guess Paulo Di Canio. Um, yeah. I thought Paulo Di Canio was uh, the best forward I think I've seen in my lifetime play for West Ham, and yeah. uh, you know, and we've had some great forwards, but I think. Paolo Di Canio, I mean, and he was just that fine line between bonkers and genius, you know, um, unpredictable. Um, and of course, you know, West Ham took him on a, on a wrist, didn't they? You know, and at yeah. the time, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, if I had 1.8 million pounds in my back pocket, that'd be very nice. Thank you very much. But in terms of football, in terms, that ain't a lot of money, 1.5 million, you know, and um and harry redknapp took a chance on him didn't he and and just just loved watching Paolo Di Canio play just loved um the passion the flair the unpredictability um just just a very special time as you said yeah. you know 
uh, some of the players that we had and some of those goals you know i mean yeah there's the the wimbledon goal that obviously sinclair set him up for and then he you know, and then he did the sort of flying volley, didn't he? But yeah, yeah. But also that one, um, you know, when he was, you know, we were talking about street football earlier. You know, when he was playing, um, when they were playing Chelsea, and he set himself up almost like kids playing heads and bobs. Yeah. Where he's, he's flipped it up with one foot and then just absolutely whacked it. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't remember exactly how far it was. It was outside the box, wasn't it, when he picked it up? And yeah, it. yeah, yeah. But it was like watching kids play play heads and bobs. You know, that same sort of. Um, brilliant and i i always wanted to meet to Canio. i never got to but um so um when i first went into army chaplaincy i was a reservist originally before i went full time and um uh, so i was a parish priest and then you know sort of uh, weekends or what have you I, I do my army reserve stuff and there was a time when for three years i was a team vicar in swindon yeah at the county ground was was in parish so technically paolo de canio would have been more than my parishioners <laughs> and, uh, and you know occasionally you'd walk around the parish and you would bump into i mean i didn't know many of them but you'd bump into sort of swindon town players or whatever and i always thought and he was there after my time um you know yeah. but um i always thought gosh you know if we'd have been there at the same time would i would i have bumped into or whatever that'd be quite <laughs> but um but um yeah and um, but he was so he was quite a conundrum, wasn't he? Because he could be quite a greedy player, um, as I think you, you know. Um, Chris Akabusi said that when you had him on your show. Right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. Very much, you know. And there was that famous tussle up he had with Lampard over who was going to take the set piece and all the rest of it. Um, but he had that sportsmanship about him as well. You know, he, he um, you know, the, the famous incident where the Everton keepers on the on the on the floor was it twisted knee or whatever. Yeah. You know, and he and he catches the ball and um and 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 you know and you know you know. Yeah, so he, quite a complex character. He is, yeah. What, what an exciting player to watch, and and what some goals. Uh, well, I mean, I think being being on that sort of edge between crazy and genius, yeah. um, or madman and genius, we'll say, um, really endeared himself to West Ham fans because yeah. it was the unpredictability. And West Ham, until arguably this year, to be honest, are an unpredictable club. We yeah. know we're gonna. And ironically, we've flipped what we've done. We usually play well against the top six and rubbish yeah. against the bottom 13. But this year it's different, um, which makes more sense because there's more of them in the yeah. bottom 13 than there is in the top six. Um, and, and Paolo sort of exemplified that, I thought, more than anyone. You know, you, you didn't know... Who was I interviewing? It might have been David James or someone. And he spoke about Freddie Canute saying it depends about he was an amazing player, but it depended about what type, what side of the bed he woke up on. Yeah. Whether yeah. you're going to get, and that's up Paolo. You know, he could have been, you could go to that. And that's why he was excited. You'd go to Upton Park and you go, right, what Paolo is turning up today? Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. and sometimes, as you said, that when he wrestled the ball, that was a cacophony of that's a long word, but a cacophony of all the Paladin Canios. It was the, yeah. the, yeah, oh, it was send me off, Harry. I'm going to sit on the ball. No, I want the goal. I'm going to be mesmeric. I'm going to win the match on my own. And, and, and it, that's what I mean about missing personalities in football. You know, you, you, there was, there was lots of them. There was, there was Paladin Canio, or you'd go and get someone like, maybe a hard man like Roy Keane or Patrick Vieira or that that's you know there was everyone had their own facets and Paolo was just Paolo and yeah. um you know there was a reason why he became a Premier League great yeah. although not vote although he's not he's not in the Premier League 25 Hall of Fame no. um people can pick 
I don't know. He's not. What's the goal against Wimbledon? Was that ever? Was that ever in the sort of top ten Premier League goals ever? I think that was the yeah. I think that was the. I think it was very the one of the top, if not one of the top. I think Rooney's against the Rooney one as well was was up there, but. But yeah, he's not in the top twenty-five, which I think is really, really uh, interesting. How he hasn't been yeah. included. He, you know, he might go in the next batch. But yeah, um, various well, others I'm, are. But not predictability, bad. you know, and West Ham. I mean, that's one of the things I love about being a West Ham fan. I mean, yeah. not, wouldn't be life boring if you were a Man City fan. Let's be honest. I'm, that's exactly my point. We'd we'd missed our we did we missed the essence of being a West Ham fan if we won every week. Yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? Even even though you know, it, obviously when we when we lost to Newcastle the other day, I mean the fact that we've only we, this is the first time having lost to Newcastle and Chelsea, we've lost two games in a row all season. Yeah. We haven't done that all season, which is yeah. mental. Um, and I mean that Newcastle game when you know it was like comedy of errors. Da, 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 yeah. I was getting texts, messages. Oh, thank God! Oh, we're back to normal. You know, we're back to West Ham. You know, yeah. they weren't yeah. really pissed off by watching their gap that although it it was yeah. oh yeah was the, there was the speed bump that we knew was gonna yeah. the bump in the road the dead end but um yeah. and that's why we support them i think if we were man city and winning everything yeah you yeah. would miss that identity of being a west ham fan you know our, 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 as i said before our our big war song is about things fading and dying you know so yeah, yeah. we've already set our stall out yeah, and, and and you know, it's that sort of blend of of optimism and cynicism. You know, mm. um, we're we're, we're going to do this. Oh well, maybe next year. You know, yeah. <laughs> and that's that's exactly me. Literally, it'd be like we'd lost the game, or you know, or we just scrape relegation, and then in the and then you know, for some reason, come August, right, we're going to win the league this year. I'm, and then about three games in, go oh god, and like, oh, you come home and yeah. I, I unseries links match of the day, and my wife knows we've lost because I've done that. And then <laughs> Sunday I read the papers, and then Monday I'm, I'll be like, right, who we got? Who we got the weekend? Yeah. You know, it's all gonna it's gonna change this week. It's gonna change, yeah. and uh, yeah. it's that you're right. It's that sort of that optimism and uh, and cynicism. It's like a fine balance, but it's a, it's a combination only West Ham fans have got. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, look at how Arsenal fans have reacted this season. You know. That it's just all cynicism. It's, there's no optimism there. You know, they haven't got that sort of yeah. that flip side. No, I love it. And 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 Paolo epitomised that for a player. Yeah. Right. So we've got one more spot left, Chris. Who are we going to have? Yeah. So I, I thought hard about this one. Um, I nearly went because I liked, I, I just liked him. Um, I nearly went for Carl and Cole, but I'm going to go for Carlos Tevez um, because, um, again, um, you know, all right, controversial circumstances and all that, but some 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 of the um some of the passion and some of the flair that he brought in and some of the belief when we're in that relegation fight that we were in and and it needed something special didn't it or someone special yeah. and and part of you know part of thinking how on earth have we ended up with two argentinian world <laughs> world class players at west ham you know and and you know and you almost thought for um, is this for real you know seeing yeah. him with, you know west ham shirt with tevez on the back and, and although you know he only played, um, uh, you know, a short number of games for us, scored some pretty special goals. Um, yeah. You know, a lot has been said comparing Lingard to um, to Payet, um, but actually, I, I I sometimes compare him to Tevez because sure. he brought 
something else to the party, mixed it up a little bit, brought a little bit of passion, brought a little bit of energy uh, and excitement that people can get behind, the team can get behind, that kind of gels people. And and I think Tevez did that in in quite a quite quite what was quite a difficult season for West Ham. And, Very uh, much so. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go for Tevez. And you're right. Uh, you know, in theory, he 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 only <laughs> he only really turned up. To be fair, in about the last six six or seven games, really, yeah, um, he made a, a massive contribution, and it was funny. I was because we're doing this 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 noble era thing where we're sort of going around and and, and going through all the players that Mark Noble's played with, and, and there's that two hundred odd. And we did released M the other day, and I got a text from someone because oh, you've missed someone out, and I was like, oh my god, who have you missed? And he went Javier Maserano, and I went. Yeah. Oh, I could have, but I looked through it and we hadn't. We hadn't missed him out. He don't, and I forgot that Mash. I was like, Mascherano's only played seven games for us. Yeah. Seven games this boy played for us, and obviously none of them with Mark Noble. Hence, you know why he's not included. So we, were, I was, I was, we were right. You know, I was, I was like, oh no. But obviously with Tevez, it was slightly different. Um, but yeah, he. Uh, I mean, he only. I mean, how many games did Carlos Tevez play? Carlos Tevez only played. He played quite a few. He played twenty nine games for us. Really? I thought, we, yeah, yeah. I thought we played less than that. He played. He played nine. He played twenty six games in the Premier League, two in the, the UEFA Cup. Oh yeah, Palmeiro, yeah, and uh, one in the FA Cup, which we uh, yeah. Well, there we go. You see, we're always learning, always learning in this channel. Um, so yes, Carly tossed almost uh, almost thirty games. That's that's really surprised me actually. Um, and there's a the team. There's a the team, Father Chris. Oh, brilliant. There we are. Brilliant. Like there that. we go. I think that back four is strong. I don't know how many we're playing in the VAR world we live in now, but <laughs> <laughs> they would do a job. You know, forget the greedy six. This would be this would be Champions League straight away. That <laughs> team. Straight away. And we'll put Colton on the bench to bring him on. Yeah. Because um, if not, he'll kick up a fuss. <laughs> we love him really. We love him really, friend of the channel. Anyway. Chris, man, it's, it's been lovely, Father Chris, chatting to you. Literally an hour has flown by. Um, it really, really has, man. Um, so thank you. And good luck with everything else that goes back. And obviously, with all the stuff with the army, I don't know I don't know how to explain it, but obviously the army stuff, hope it goes well. Thanks for us. I really appreciate <laughs> it. And, 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 you know, really, really, again, thanks for having me on the show. It's been a real privilege. And I've really enjoyed chatting. Good. Me too, man. And obviously, thanks everyone for listening. Um, and hopefully, have a nice bank holiday as well, everybody. Yeah, this is going on the Sunday. So have a nice bank holiday. And for myself and for Father Chris, take care, everyone. Stay safe. Wash those hands. Uh, get those jabs when you get your appointments. Uh, I've got my uh, I've got my one booked for next week, my second jab. I'm all done. I'll be all done by next week. Um, come on, you irons, and we'll see you again right. very, very soon. Take <laughs> care, everyone. Much love. Bye-bye. Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.